Ante Up is your poker magazine dedicated to the everyday player and their poker rooms. Pick up a free copy at your favorite poker room nationwide each month. But Ante Up is much more than a magazine. Visit AnteUpMagazine.com daily for breaking news and each week download our award-winning poker cast. Join us on our action-packed poker cruises to exotic destinations. Ante Up, it's your poker magazine. The key to winning big is using every little bit of knowledge to your advantage. At Odds Checker, we give you the edge. Better odds, better picks, and better offers to make you a better better. Why settle for less? Quickly compare the odds at every sports book to ensure that you're getting the best price to maximize your return. Visit us at www.oddschecker.com backslash US. Odds Checker. Sports betting smarter. From the Anti-Up headquarters in Tampa Bay, Florida, it's the Anti-Up PokerCast. And now, here are two guys who think they know how to play poker, Chris Casenza and Scott Long. It's April 3rd, 2020. You're listening to the best poker cast on the internet. I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott, going out of my mind long. <laughs> I know. If anybody could, I mean, in my in, people in my circle, I can't imagine anybody this would affect more than you. <laughs> I mean, you are the most social person I know. And then on top of it, I mean, not just, just from what I know and what I see on Facebook, I know you're doing even more than that, so it's got to be driving you crazy. Yeah, you're you're not the only one that's reached out to me and said that. So yeah, it's somebody who's super social. Uh, this is really the worst <laughs> thing ever. So, and you know, I obviously there there are people struggling way more than me. So I uh, keep always try to keep that in perspective. But, right. Uh, um, yeah, these days are super long. So, <laughs> um, and you know, you're like, hey, are you going to have stuff for the show? And trust me, I got plenty of time, Chris. So I'm looking <laughs> everywhere I can to find stuff for the show. So <laughs> we'll keep doing the show as long as I can keep digging deep into the uh, dark universe and finding <laughs> my related content out there. So my dad emailed me or or messaged me on Facebook the other day, and he's like, "Hey, how you doing? You all right?" And I'm like, "I could do this standing on my head. This is easy for me." <laughs> I got no problem. I don't do anything anyway except go bowling, and I was tired of bowling anyway at the end of the season. So, I mean. All just, you need are your trees and your family. That's right. Just me, that. my trees, and my wife. That's all I need right there. <laughs> and something to drink. Preferably milk. I will say I'm super envious of folks like you right now because <laughs> it's uh, insanity for me. So <laughs> I know. I but feel yeah. bad for you. All right. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, so anyhow, so I, uh, I like uh, trying to keep the normal routine as much as possible. So, you know, even though the show will not be uh, an hour like it normally is, because there's just not enough to talk about. At least we're doing it still. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we could get. I, I could get so bored that I keep you talking in circles. <laughs> and we keep something social going on in my life today. So. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Uh, with virtually every poker room in the United States shut down, the World Series of Poker has announced a month-long WSOP.com online championship spring series that will kick off on April 5th, feature more than 100 events, and end with a $300,000 guaranteed main event in early May. All told, the series will have more than $4 million in guaranteed money and will be available to players physically in Nevada, New Jersey, and Delaware, and and, and nowhere else. Just <laughs> three states, so... You I live just, there and knock yourself out. Have fun. I hate you. 
<laughs> do, do you just have uh, an idea that they're trying to set up something for the World Series this way? Like, postpone it till like, the end of July, and then if you still can't, you can travel or whatever, but you still got, whatever it is, they'll be like, okay, we're going to set up computers in every single one of our real hotel rooms, and you can all go in your room and register and play the World Series from your hotel room. And it'll be the official World Series, but it'll be all online. You know, I, it's got this weird feeling they're going to do something like that. It just continues. Yeah, well, you know, I have read a couple stories. I didn't put any on the file today just because it changes so much. Um, but uh, it is interesting to hear, you know, as, as much as they are are uh, continuing to say at this point uh, there are, will be no changes to the series, that they are working through a number of different scenarios, right? So um, uh, one of them that I thought was interesting was the fact that, you know, they're kind of locked into those dates because Rio does a pretty uh, robust convention business, right? Yeah. So the Amazon room and all those rooms are, are not always available to them. Well, people are canceling conventions left and right right now, even, you know, even into August um, so or July. So uh, they did say they, they do have more flexibility now to push it back if they need to uh, because they do have the convention space available now. So that would be probably the most likely thing to do. But um, I, I got to think one of their contingency plans is doing uh, probably not all of it online. I don't think you're going to do all of it online with all the guarantees and stuff like that, but a truncated uh, all online World yeah. Series this yeah. year. and. You know, quite honestly, you know, from somebody that doesn't go out there every year who, you know, hasn't played it since in 10, 12 years or more, <laughs> it's been more than that, right? Right. Um, uh, in some sense, I think that might be interesting that this will be the year that we it just goes online. Um, I mean, in terms of a, a story to tell in future years, right? Yeah. You remember back in 20 when the series was all online? <laughs> Yeah, forget about that coronavirus thing. Just remember the series was online in 2020? That was the big story back then. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I, I think this is probably both a, uh, a trial run for that, but also just a recognition of, hey, you know, our other businesses are shut down. This is a business that's open. Uh, let's make the most of it. And, uh, you know, hats off to them, you know. You know, that's any business that can pivot right now and try to make money in this crazy climate should so yeah and i didn't want to steer i didn't want to take the thunder away from the actual news item we were talking about i mean it is pretty remarkable that they're going to have that many events and a 300k guarantee main event i mean when you think about how we're saying they're probably still struggling to be an online presence of poker even though they have those three states together to, to pull off that guarantee and to make it if they meet it i mean that that's still pretty impressive that that many people are playing online that can come together for one series now i realize now so many people are going to be bored out of their minds by then too that they're going to want to they're going to everyone's going to want to play as much as possible and we saw that record-setting event the other night other week or whatever so yeah. it's, but it is is a sign of there are there is some money to be made here and there's some some you know, revenue flow that the government should really pay attention to, especially when people are allowed to stay home and play. I, was, I know we bring this up often, but seriously, when all settles down and they they get through this crisis, they should reflect and look back at this and be like, you know what, we're missing an opportunity. Here's a quicker way to help us get back in the you know in the black. You know, I just I hope people, I just hope rational minds will will prevail. 
Well, yeah, and I think uh, to your point, I mean, we talked about bailouts uh, last week and how I, I think it's going to be a hard sell for the casino industry to convince politicians that they uh, need a bailout when these other more essential businesses uh, are fighting for that money, right? But right. one one way of quote unquote bailing out the casino industry is to fast track uh, online gaming um, in the states that it's not in, right? So. It doesn't replicate. It doesn't bring back those jobs. It doesn't bring back the entertainment, the food, all the other stuff that you go to the casino for. But at least it is a way of um, returning some revenue uh, to those folks without a an actual writing a check bailout, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course that's come on the state. Well, I mean, I guess it could come on the federal level. I mean, maybe that would be an interesting thing that somebody on the federal level says, "Hey, we're not going to bail them out, but we're just going to make it legal." Uh, to regulate it in states that want to, and make so, it easier for them to get their money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, really, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, if you can be that creative with every industry, and because uh, there's only so much money a government can <laughs> write checks for, right? Yeah. So um, if you can be creative with individual industries in that way, and and getting them, making it easier for them to to make a profit in a way, that's one way out of this mess. So that will be very interesting to see. Um, I'm sure those conversations will happen, whether they actually turn into anything. Who knows? Hopefully. All right, Mike Postel has filed his response to a lawsuit claiming he cheated players during a live stream broadcast from Stone's Gambling Hall. In his filing, Postel says the, quote, plaintiffs failed to describe any specific poker hand with any specific plaintiff describing any specific fraudulent conduct causing any specific injury. There is no attempt to describe any particular hand or any particular conduct by Mr. Postel that is alleged to have compromised or comprised fraud. Uh, without getting too specific, um, <laughs> on, a, on any particular news item today, um, you know, when I saw this item on the file, I thought, it's so weird to see, like, news happening. Like, I, I, I keep thinking of everyone is like, holed up in their house like we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yet yeah, this no. stuff is still proceeding out there. It's like, you would think they would put this stuff on the back burner and be like, okay, look, we don't need you to come down to the courthouse and file anything. We don't need you to... But, you know, so that was the first reaction I saw to it. But then the other one is, I wonder, it's an interesting point. You know, I mean, it, I mean, I think people were thinking that anyway, that a lot of times these lawsuits are just to bring awareness to things and whatever, and they don't really expect to win. I don't know if somebody expects to beat this guy in court and win money from him because, like you said, even though people are speculating all of this stuff, and I see it's damning, I know that it's damning, and it's all, in all likelihood it probably happened. Who knows? But um, and I'm not saying it didn't happen. So I don't know nobody emailing me and yelling at me. I'm just saying you have to prove without a doubt. And they're saying there's nothing specific here that you guys are pointing to that it, you can't specifically point something. So you know, as long as there's a shadow of a doubt, you're not going to win this case. Yeah, so um, it, it's definitely kind of the um, without knowing, you know, where Mike's head is, uh, but just from what we've seen on the outside, it does seem to be the best defense right here. Is you know, hey, you know, which is what been the argument all along. <clears throat> you know, just because you lost doesn't mean I cheated you. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to have to come up with something more than that. Now, I never went back and read the original complaint. Um, uh, from the plaintiffs, so I, you know, I'm assuming that he's just not making this up. I'm assuming they didn't go into any detail, right? Uh, but uh, what I imagine will happen now is now the response from the plaintiffs will be to, you know, introduce some of that stuff um, 
uh, and, and obviously some of the stuff that we've seen online and stuff that they researched themselves, right? And at that point, that's the way to shut down this argument. So then it's going to force him to actually, you know, come up with a different response after yeah. that. So yeah. kind of the way this thing goes. So, um, but, you know, again, um, I, and again, I, I know you said you didn't want people emailing us hate mail. <laughs> but, hey, I'm <laughs> bored right now. I'm <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it is, um, you know, we, we keep waiting for that definitive proof to be shown you know right now we see a lot of stuff as you mentioned is very very damning and um almost clear that it is there but not that actual um the true smoking gun right um so maybe you know obviously you know lawyers uh, it's like a chess game right you don't want to Show your hand unless you have to. Um, oh, hey, that's a poker. <laughs> I was going to say, hey! you have a perfect analogy right there, and you go to chess instead. You go to chess instead. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> show your hand before you have to, especially if you're a big G on our hand of the week. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, really none of this means anything right now in, until you start getting into that back and forth and, and folks have to start playing their cards right yeah, so yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens but uh but back to your original thing it is i'm friends with an attorney and um she serves on one of my um uh, the nonprofit boards i serve on and you know we had a virtual meeting this week because you know you can't get together right. but uh, we were asking her i'm like you know hey because everybody's curious how everybody's business is doing now right and um she's like yeah well you know work's still coming in but uh, they don't want us to come to the courthouse you know everything we can do telephonically or video or file electronically that's how they want it so um i'm guessing maybe that's what the case was here too i'm pretty sure mike didn't just no. uh, get on his bike and write to the courthouse. yeah no i know it just it just hit me funny you know uh, filing with the courthouse you know it just hit me funny when i read it yeah, it is interesting when you go through the – I still read the newspaper every day, although we're only going to get it two days a week now. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it is interesting that there's a couple pages in there that aren't coronavirus, right? That yeah. There is stuff happening, and I had the same reaction you do. I'm like, wow, people are actually still continuing with life. <laughs> I know. Quit your bragging. I mean, I wish I could do that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it is, it is. It is a little jarring right now to uh, see that. Um, not not as jarring as when I got in my car yesterday for the first time in a couple of days and and drove and saw everything like literally shut down. Um, it, it's kind of like you know some of these like you know disaster movies in it real is. life. It's it crazy. is. It's really weird. Um. Uh, anyhow, all right. Let's uh, try not to be too depressing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I like this next one. Uh, Poker Stars has introduced a new poker variation called Swap Hold'em. The game plays the same way as Hold'em, except that one time during the hand, you have the option to replace one or both of your hold cards. Uh, players can choose to make the swap at any time during the hand when action is on them, except if they are all in. Uh, the option gives players an Omaha-like blocker ability by knowing up to four cards each hand, as well as other strategic considerations, I imagine. The first thing I thought of when I read this was when we're playing Deuce to Seven, and you're bluffing the whole way, and then on the end, yeah. the guy still calls your last bet, and you're like, "Oh, now I gotta draw." <laughs> now I gotta draw. <laughs> right? yep. Now I gotta draw because I was well, faking it the whole time. Shoes here. <laughs> so, same thing here. You know, you're bluffing every street, and on the end, you're like, "Well, there are four hearts out there, and I don't have any. If I draw two, maybe I'll get a heart and make a flush, you know, and then I can, you know." So there's a lot of, there are a lot of like, uh, I want to say skill involved in this, but there's a lot of you know, ways to make up for your mistakes, too, in this kind of a game. But it, it, it details so much information if you're drawing, and 
it's it's an interesting game. But isn't there another game we played like this? Maybe Frank introduced it once or twice where we we could get rid of cards at any point. What game was that? Wasn't there a game I like don't that? I remember that, but no. But I'm intrigued. And, and I'll tell you, when I read this item, uh, a couple things came to mind. One, I really, really miss our home game. And I know that's my fault because we haven't had it in two or three years. But yeah. I really just want to play cards with you guys again so we can play this. Um, in addition to just... Hanging out and yeah, talking, out. yeah, catching up, right? But because uh, I think it, it is interesting, and I would say if you are a skillful player, let's back this up. The more skillful you are at poker, I think the less exciting this game should be for you, right? Right. I think now there's still obviously some strategy involved. So again, it's like any other game, you know, you got to figure out how how best to maximize your um, your win rate in it. But um, if you are a solid player, you know people are going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to be able to benefit from them. This seems like more of a, a game for gamblers because you're right. You know, you, if you misplay this hand all the way and now there are four hearts, as you mentioned, on the board and you've got no hearts and you haven't swapped your hand yet, now it's time to roll the dice, give <laughs> me new cards, and let me luck into a flush, right? Ace of hearts! <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that poor guy across the table who had a top set all the way is now crying because not only can he not fade uh, the hearts being on the board, now he has to fade you drawing hearts against them. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I definitely think that uh, it, it's definitely going to be an exciting game for folks that aren't aren't good at poker and, you know, want to combine that slot machine mentality to it because I think that's what it is. Now, um, I think the more you play it, I think, is when you start to figure out, uh, if you're a good player, how, how best to to play against this. Both when, when do you swap your cards, when you swap one or both of them, um, and also knowing players' tendencies on when they – you know, you're playing chicken, whether they flinch first, right? So, yeah. you know, how, how often does Chris Casenza swap his cards, and when does he swap them? So, you know, once you get that down, then you can play this a little bit better. But I don't always swap my cards, and when I do, <laughs> I do it with Dramaha. Dramaha. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let me ask you, was it was it the game 2-11? Was that the game? Oh, uh, 2 yeah, that was in Frank. Well, Frank probably introduced it to us, but yeah, we met that guy out at, or at least I met the, the, the creator that came out at the series. Yeah, so, I think we yeah. both met him. And it was 2-1-1, right, where you could you could draw. I, there was something drawing in there, right? There was something drawing there in there. There was. Boy, I can't remember that. Boy, that was <clears throat> that was literally 12 years ago. I know, man. I'm pulling it from way back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's an interesting game. I think the the more, like you said, the more skilled you are at not only – playing the game properly but also reading what they're doing as reading into what they're doing what they're drawing and and what they you know what i mean so anybody who can really extrapolate information from actions too would really do well in this game i think um i would probably just play it abc like i normally would play poker right. and then i think it off the top of my head again i haven't sat down and thought about this but um i i again have plenty of time so maybe i will today <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, my my initial reaction is if you hit the flop pretty hard, you want to play this way harder than you normally do, right? Because mm. you want if, if people are going to swap cards, I'm going to swap right away. So then, because once you swap, you can't swap again, right? Right. So I want them to swap early on, have them take their hail mary to try to catch up to me, rather than let him get to the point like you mentioned, where you know maybe hearts run out on the board or straight cards run on the board, and then they can take a you know, a free swing at the fences for it, right? So if you could force them to swap early when there's not as much danger on the board, um, that would probably be the way to go, right? So it could be – it's definitely probably an action game in that sense, you know. 
you know, a lot of slow playing and, and probably big bets early on to, to force you. To What's do interesting, that. too, with that, though, is if you have a hand and you're raising, who the hell is calling a raise and then swapping? This isn't draw poker. I mean, this is, you got two Fair cards point. only, you know. It, uh, That's I what mean, I'm saying, yeah. So so maybe it's almost like the uh, the no sucky game that uh, Vic introduced to us. Oh, yeah. Uh, couple months ago where where my initial reaction was it's action action killer because you know you know you're just going to bet big early on and and force people out of the pot so that would probably be the way i i would i would i would play this you know if i got a decent hand um i mean even pre-flop i think you're not going to want to slow play with the you know you're going to play your your big pairs bigger right um yeah uh, because at that point you're right. So let's think it in a cash game, right? So it's a one two. So you raise the fifteen with pocket kings, and you're sitting there with seven deuce. Um, now I don't know how it works. I don't know if you have to call the bet. Actions on you, right? So I think the I think betting happens in them. First. So yeah. So maybe at that point, you know, seven deuce. You might as well swap your cards in and see if you can get something, right? And if you don't, then you you fold. So I would imagine, yeah. It, Pre-flop, it's definitely going to end up driving the game to make. Uh, you're going to need better hands to win. It's going to be nice when you're in the big blind and everyone limps in the pot, and you have crap, and then you get to draw with for free and get two new cards, and then you might pull out a huge hand. You know, what I mean that that'll be well, interesting. You might, but I mean, at that point, there's no pressure on you, so you might as well see the flop and see if you actually hit something, right? And then you can always draw. I mean, yeah. that, that's the interesting part about when you swap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a free flop, and then then you could just draw. But that's the thing: if somebody hits the flop and you have nothing, now you're like, am I gonna am I gonna commit more money here just to draw two cards? I hope I, you know, it's right. Know. But the big blind, I mean, that's it, that's oh god, there's so many interesting things about this. So if you're in the big blind, you're like one of the first to act on that flop, right? Right. Um, so you have an opportunity to swap your cards and see if you can hit the flop the second time, right? Yeah, no, but I think you can't draw your cards till after the betting is completed. Uh, it's possible. I, I thought it was when the action's on you, so I don't know what the procedure is. So, huh. I mean, it did say when the action's on you is the only time, and you. So okay, I thought it was. Oh, jeez. So I, I would I would think again. I haven't seen it in action, but I would think going back to my original idea, uh, if somebody raises the twelve bucks and you're next to act, you don't call that twelve bucks. You draw if you want, and then decide first. if you want to call the twelve. Oh, that's insane. Yep. Okay, so that's all right. So that's even better, because then, all right. So now you can see a flop for free, see if you hit, don't hit. Say, oh, I got a free draw here to see if I hit now, and you're not. Gonna, and then after you draw the cards, then you can check or bet, right? So at that point, yeah, you yeah. can hot disguise that you've hit the flop and let somebody bet out, and then check raise them. And wow, this is crazy. This is circus. You can life. disguise that your hand got better, right? So yeah. I mean, you remember the mental part of this, right? So if if I didn't raise pre-flop in the blinds. And then I swap my cards, and now I decide after seeing my new cards, I'm going to bet big. Are, do you, did you really get a better hand, or yeah, yeah. are you letting people think that you had a better hand? Oh, this is insane. It's yeah. an insane game. You might as well make deuces wild and throw in a one-eyed jacks, too. <laughs> this is like, it's like a circus game now, all of a sudden. It just, it's created oh, hey, a whole new level. Not all of a sudden, from the very beginning. Yeah, from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, but at first we were just being like, oh, They're just introducing more animals and clowns now, Chris. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy! We got we now we got to have a home game so we can play it. Yeah, well, I hope uh, I hope they um, if it ends up going into the play money. I don't know if they introduce the stuff in the play money or not, but uh, we're gonna talk about papes here a little bit longer, and I'm gonna 
make an effort to try to get back into papes. And if they do, I'm telling Somsky right now, I want to swap hold them. To yes. <laughs> Just so we can see how crazy this Absolutely. actually is. Add it to the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now, if you're a fan of the Netflix show Ozark, and you really should be because it's fantastic, you've got nothing to do but sit at home and watch Netflix anyhow, the third season has dropped, and in one of the early episodes, Marty and Ruth hold a high-roller poker tournament rife with hilarity. It's a $50,000 buy-in sit-and-go, and at least they got sit-and-go, right? Uh, but they also had to use the tyrant phrase, the game is no limit, Texas hold them, as if the 10 players who just bought in for 50 large had no idea until then what game they would be playing. <laughs> Uh, and the entire room was filled with spectators and chairs to watch. So I don't know if you watch this show. Um, no. it's, all right, no. if you're not, you should because it's really, really good. Okay. Um, uh, but uh, I won't give too much of the plot away. But essentially, Jason Bateman and Laura Linney, who are fantastic, um, are running from lots of problems, and they end up through uh, into the second season. They decide to open a casino, which is you know why not? Yeah, <laughs> right, sure. It's easy to do that, right? Sure. Uh, so this year, um, now the, the casino is open and it's functioning and, um, uh, one of their, um, uh, the, the folks they met in the Ozarks, Ruth is managing the casino and had a great idea, had this high roller, uh, Missouri classic or something. I think she called it or whatever it was, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, one, a 50,000 hours sit and go, which I'm sure happens all the time, just not in Missouri, <laughs> in the Ozarks, right? Um, uh, but they actually said sit and go, and I'm like, really? And then I'm like, because they didn't show it when they said it's a sit and go, and I'm like, this is gonna be interesting. Then they showed it. Yep, one table, ten rich people sitting around it, and then everybody else all dressed up and nice, sitting in like banquet chairs, all loop, looped around it, getting ready to watch the action with you know no TVs, no whole cards, anything like that. So fun day at the casino. Well, let me ask something. The header on this was why they keep getting stuff wrong even though they almost get it right. Are they are you saying are the only thing you're holding their feet to the fire on is that they said it was no limit Texas Hold'em? Yeah, no, I think well, I think the uh concept of a $50,000 buy-in sit and go if that's it, that's all. That's a little outrageous, I think to me. It is outrageous. It is outrageous. Now, it made for again, made it made the storyline work well. So, I you know, I, like I said, I'm giving him credit for the sit and go. I mean, it's obviously somebody's played and knows the terms. Um, so um, but I don't think you're going to get about 200 people to sit in banquet chairs to watch 10 people play poker without cameras or hole. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Are you? It's, it's pretty exciting, you know, and guys are throwing the dice and they've got a lot of money. People love to gather around and watch people lose cash. I mean, that's... Now, that being said, she didn't have to throw one of the guys out because he was being abusive uh, with language. At the table? At the table. So the guy lost 50 grand because he was oh, being yeah. abusive? Oh, yeah. wow. So if I knew that was a possibility, if we're now making this sit and go like hockey rules, now I'll sit there and watch it. <laughs> Well, there you go. They probably knew ahead of time. They wanted to see this guy get thrown out. It's like those who watch NASCAR for the crashes. Right? Right? Excellent. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, if you don't watch Ozark, it, it really, really is a fantastic show. I've been binge-watching House, so. Yeah. Yeah, I need to go back and watch a lot of stuff now. Um, yeah. You know, I realized the other day uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start trying to watch these classic movies that I've never seen that are embarrassing for me to admit. I haven't seen, like, for example, Footloose. I have never seen Footloose in my entire oh, life. Man, I saw that in the theaters. I know, right? It seems kid. like a movie I should have seen and know the lines to, and I, I literally have never seen it before. So, but uh, it's it's pretty bad. 
Of course, you know, you, you did watch Tiger King, of course, right? No, I didn't watch I, I don't want to fall. I, I'm so tired of all this. One person's put something out there. It goes viral, and then everyone's talking about it like it's the greatest thing ever. I'm not watching it. I'm waiting. I'll watch it when I'm ready to watch it, not when I'm told to watch it. I, I, I will say one thing, Chris. It is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> they all say that. <laughs> you know I'm going to end up watching it. You know, the same with Game of Thrones. I didn't watch it for the first six seasons. And then well, I'm like, wait, fine. Hey, it's a long time for me to get into Game of Thrones. Then I became a super fan, and then I became a super hater in that last crappy season. Yeah, but, exactly. Me too. But, but no, Tiger King, it's actually close to home. A lot of it happens in Tampa. So Right. I went to that place. Yeah. You know, I've been there, too. I feel really bad that I've been there now after yeah. I watched this. But, yeah, me too. So... But yeah, anyhow. All right, I'll let you know if I only watch seven it. episodes. <laughs> okay, after you get through house. <laughs> All right, and then uh, one of the things I cherish most about what we built here at Andy Up is the friendships we form with listeners, readers, players, etc. And this week, one of those friends I made, uh, Rob Paul Chapman from Britain, asked me whether I'd like to get a virtual pint of beer with him and catch up. And that's exactly what we did. I suggested this new app called House Party that's really helping me get through these. Uh, the social distancing things, it's a, kind of like a, a virtual chat room, but your cameras, uh, so you can see each other and um, play games and stuff if you want. Um, and uh, so I got him on that, and uh, we sat there for maybe an hour, and uh, he had a glass of wine, actually, but I, I had a pint of beer. And uh, we caught up. So um, I, I just thought that was really interesting. I mean, again, he's somebody who I've nev- I would have never met had a number for Annie up. And um, every time we were in London, he or even Dublin, yeah, he comes over to uh, hang out with us for a night. Uh, and um, we've um, we spent a lot of time chatting on Facebook Messenger because we're both really into politics and uh, discussing each country's crazy politics <laughs> as they have been. So, you know, we, we've been keeping in touch, but, uh, but you know, when, when things that you reach out and he's like, you know, hey, it's interesting now that we're, we're so focused on how we can keep up our social lives with the people we see every day, right? Mm. And he's like, but I think this is an opportunity for us to now keep up with people that we don't always, we, we, we see rarely, like, so, um, so it's kind of cool. So I, I, it, it was just a good reminder. I was sitting there when I was talking to him thinking that, uh, uh, without Annie up, this wouldn't have been happening. So, um, so to all our friends and fans out there, thank you for um, brightening our days over the last however many years has been now. Jesus, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, it's been a long time. It fifteen was o- coming up on fifteen, right? With the yeah, podcast. it was oh five, so it's yep. fifteen in June. Uh, yeah, you got to really like Scott Long to want to look at his face, though. <laughs> right. You know, like we do the show audio only. We don't we don't have our cameras on when we do the show. Uh, and I won't tell him that you misspelled his name, uh, and I corrected it for you on the phone. Oh, okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, <laughs> oh, wait, I just told him. Don't! I'll be typing it after I had those virtual pints with him. So. Hey, it's time for any updates. Jones in for a poker game during the coronavirus? Rediscover Papes, the Antiup Fans Online Play Money Tournament Series on PokerStars Play Money site, available everywhere. Details on how you can uh, be found, uh, on how to join, can be found at bit dot ly slash papes p-a-i-p-s games are on the 6th 16th and 26th of every month it says money but it means money. <laughs> every money money he, i told you he was drunk when he did the file he misspelled uh, rob paul chapman's name he, there we go i fixed it <laughs> uh and rotate disciplines with a main tournament uh followed by a second chance event every time they play buy-in for each tournament is twenty thousand chips fake chips obviously PokerStars gives you 15,000 in play chips for every four hours, so you can constantly replenish and have enough to do these. Um, and I, I, I used to play these. I, I played them every once in a while. I won a, I won a tournament once. It was Limit, which I thought was hilarious. 
Um, but it is a lot of fun. They take it seriously. It's not a joke. It's not. Right. These people play. They're they're good players. They're not just you know you think of playing money, you think people fooling around, and everything. But they are not fooling around. So if you want to like try to really play some serious games, they'll play seriously. It's it's really cool. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed myself when I played. Now I always forget. I know it's on the six sixteenth and twenty sixth. The thing that I wish is that I, I could play on my iPad. Yeah. I, I really don't want to start up the whole desktop and sit there. I like to be able to like you know watch TV while I'm playing and stuff. And then my computer doesn't face TV, so if they got on the iPad, I'd play more because I would remember, and then I would you know what I mean. But when it's I got to get up and restart the computer, and you know I just don't do it. But for the people who do want to play this, it's awesome. Sorry to make it so long, but it, it's worth it. It's it's no, we, we, yeah, we haven't. Uh, we need to. We needed to be promoting it more than we have in the past, but obviously, definitely now it's it's important. We've had a couple of people email us asking for details, so it seems like we need to get back on there. And uh, and I'm definitely going to try to get back on them. I'm playing as well too. Um, and then our our local group is also doing a Poker Stars home game as well too. So I need to download all that and get used to doing get back into it. Uh, I wanted to play last week when I first thought of it, but the, I was doing my uh, my local talk show that night, so couldn't do it. But Looking forward to the next opportunity, um, the next six, sixteenth or twenty-sixth, when when I'm completely bored. And, he would have uh, played, but he was busy cheating on me. Yeah, that's right. It is. What, so yeah, if you do play Papes and you have a hand that you want to discuss or whatever, you can join the Annie Up Fans group Facebook page and uh, you know post anything in there for the feedback or call the floor questions or just discuss anything poker. Uh, and then uh, if you make some money somehow, I don't know how, but you could check out 11 vintage Annie Up logo designs on our store at AnnieUpMagazine.com slash shop. T-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, phone and laptop cases, coffee and drink mugs, and more with your choice of Annie Up Magazine, Annie Up PokerCast, or Annie Up PokerTorial logos. And we're still selling them. Got an email last night. We sold some more. So yeah, please yeah, we could retire. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we love hearing from our fans. So, you know, if you have a hand of the week, uh, somehow. Uh, listener spotlight somehow or call the floor. I don't know what floor you're calling, but if you somehow get to play poker and call the floor, email us at podcast at and you can post in the Annie Up fans group on Facebook. Hey, we have a new O'Malley's move. He found a way to play poker, so here it comes. I'm Malcolm O'Malley. This week we are seated at a $2, $5 No Limit Hold'em online home game thanks to the quarantine we're all currently under. The game is eight-handed. This is our regular home game, so we know these players well, but we're really not sure how this will translate to online play. We're up $2.50 as we sit with $7.50. The blinds post, we get one caller, an MP. The button calls, and we're in the small blind with the ace of clubs, tray of clubs. This is a decent hand. There's already $15 in the pot, but do we raise here or just call? I thought about this one for quite a while and ultimately decided to raise. I'd like to get heads up here and see if I can represent a stronger hand than I actually have if the flop misses me completely. We make it $30 to go. The big blind folds, the MP calls, and the button folds. The MP is a decently solid player. He doesn't step out of line all that often and he can be tricky. His range could be pretty wide here, but it won't be completely insane. He's also up tonight. He sits with 700 up 200. There's $70 in the pot, and the flop is the eight of spades, tray of spades, tray of hearts. Bingo, bango, bongo. We like this flop, but I'd also like to make our opponent think we're weak here. 
maybe ace-queen, ace-jack, possibly even something like sevens through fours, we check. Our opponent quickly checks behind. There's still $70 in the pot, and the turn is the six of hearts. I think this is where we come alive, as there are now two flush draws on board. We make it $40 to go, a value bet. Our opponent thinks briefly before making the call. There's $150 in the pot, and the river is the jack of clubs. I think we need to bet this one for value. We make it $75 to go. Our opponent thinks briefly before raising us to $225. So, we've invested $145 of our stack on this one. We need to put in another $150 to win $450. If we call and lose, we're down for the night. If we call and win, we're sitting pretty. Is there a case for a fold here? A raise? What's the move? It's time for the advancedpokertraining.com hand of the week. Send your hands or situations to podcast at andyatmagazine.com. If you haven't won something from us in the past year, you'll get a free membership to Advanced Poker Training, the world's number one poker training site. And uh, Vic G's back in the house, and I really hope we haven't, we're not redoing hands like we did last week because uh, we just keep holding on to these. But I'm pretty sure these next four we have from him are fresh. Okay. Uh, for our listeners. So, and if not, we haven't talked about them in years. So, well, you know what though? I was during the show earlier. I was thinking to myself, we were skipping over some of the things that we normally do, like call the floor and stuff. But if we're desperate, you know, you could do call a classic call the floor and do one that was really good from back in the day. I mean, no one. That's first true. of all, if they're going to remember it, then wow, you're you know, you've got like uh, Dustin Hoffman ability from Rain Man to remember stuff. <laughs> I, to me, I mean, if you can remember, we can remember the hand of the week that we did just a little while ago, and Vic remembered it. So, really, if, if we needed to, we could totally just call them classic listener spotlights and stuff just to keep the show going and remember. You know, a lot of people like to have stuff reminded, too, of, you know, it's not like they commit everything that they learn to memory. So, I'm fine with that if you are. Yeah, right. Look at that, making decisions for Annie Up right here on the show live. This is awesome. Yeah, Got to find content where we can. So That's right. <laughs> All right, so Vic was playing in a 1-3 no limit home game in Biloxi, uh, Missouri during a tournament series. Missouri? Uh, uh, sorry, Mississippi. Holy cow, he's drunk. He's still talking I'm to Rob Paul Chapman on the other line, I think. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to look at my recycling bin during this crisis. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, so anyhow, so there are lots of players in town for the cash games, he says. Uh, his table opened about an hour ago, so everyone was settled in ready to play. My initial buy-in of 500 isn't nearly the big stack as several players have three to four times as much. Uh, since buying in, we worked it up to $800. Opening raises of 15 to 25 in this 1-3 uncapped game are not uncommon, nor is the Mississippi straddle from any position on the table. Uh, in this hand, the button puts out the $6 Mississippi straddle and action starts on the small blind. After the blinds fold, we are next to act with the king of diamonds, queen of spades. Oh, okay. Well, I was still writing. That's why it took me a second there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's funny when you when you put yourself in the hey, let's teach people how to play poker mode. You say to yourself, okay, king queen's good, but it's a trap hand. It's a okay. hand that you know can get you into trouble if there's someone who's got ace king or ace queen behind you, or ace ace or king king or queen queen. So those are the types of hands that if you're just starting out to play poker, and who knows, we may be getting waves of new listeners now because they got nothing to do um so always be cautious with a, a hand like this they call it the marriage um because you need to be careful <laughs> um but uh i i think that um for this game and there's straddles out there so i think there's some dead money and i think it's a, a hand that you can raise with your first to enter the pot you should definitely consider raising with it 
uh, just you know, learn to be cautious with this hand if you're just starting out because these are the types of hands where you could think you have the best and you end up getting fleeced. So um, I would raise whatever the – he's even playing for an hour, so whatever the standard raise would be at this table, I would probably make. Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, opening raises them in 15 to 25 is what he said. Yeah, so something like that, 20, 25. Yeah, I definitely think uh, this is a hand I think most players should consider folding here for all the reasons you mentioned, but you're right. If you're going to play it, you need to come in for a raise and, and be strong and represent um, a slightly stronger hand than you have. So if you're playing it, you got to be raising, I think. So. Can you tell me the suits again? Yes, King of Diamonds, Queen of Spades. Okay, thanks. And I can tell you anything, Chris. Thanks, I appreciate it. All right, uh, here it says a fold here is certainly acceptable, but not for hand of the week, so we call the $6. Hmm. After two more limpers, they, uh, and the cutoff raises to $26. He's one of the smaller stacks that I have covered. Our button straddler calls. Uh, we also have him covered, and the action is back on us. Well... See, this is... Oh, and hold on. I'll give you a little bit more information. Okay. It says, uh, the two limpers behind me have me covered and have played pretty solid while the button has played well, uh, but has been, has shown better hands several times uh, and has rebought twice. This is this is when it gets tough to play this type of hand because it, not only do you have a bunch of people out there around there trying to, you know, felt the, the, the razor, but the razor could have us dominated now. Just because he's in the cutoff doesn't necessarily mean that he's making a move, you know. You know, we all think, oh, it's, oh, he's only raising because he's trying to steal the button and, and get control of the hand. But, you know, he could legitimately have ace-king here or ace-queen or even king-king or queen-queen. So we can get ourselves in a lot of trouble here. Yep. Um, I don't know if I would call the $20, $20 more. I don't know. I, I feel like I'd be out of position. Um, Some players I'll be in position with, but the main guy, the main player... Uh, I just feel like I could see myself folding this. Of course, I could have. I saw myself raising preflop, and he limped. So, which is very interesting to me. Maybe because the maybe the straddler is somebody who would, you know, play it crazily. I don't know, but um, I can go either way on this. I can go on a call or a fold. I, I, I don't know. I guess I'd have to get the the temperature of the table before I really committed to an action here. But in my, I guess I would call. But I really want to hit it well. And and in in a way that king king wouldn't hurt me, you know, or ace king wouldn't hurt me. Like I would want to see like jack ten on the flop. Yeah, I think you're you're right. I think you're playing more for a straight here, um, or to at least to prepare. You don't want a king or a queen. You want both. Right. Um, or you're right. The straight is going to be better. So, I mean, here's the thing. I I was inclined to fold um, when it was only six bucks to us. Um. So I'm really inclined to fold this as well, too. Now, that being said, you know, Vic, uh, again, as we keep saying, is a better player than we are. He's been at this game for a while, so he has a better sense of who, who he's got. So remember, it's not always your cards, it's the players. So, um, But as an instructional hand uh, for listeners, uh, I, think, I think you're going to get yourself in way too much trouble. Most players will get themselves in way too much trouble here, and it's not worth the 26 bucks, or yeah. I mean the extra 20 the extra I guess. 20. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Uh, Here it says, this is a loose call, and we know it, but we toss in the extra 20 bucks. All right. As long as you know it, that that helps. Well, the fact that he said loose makes me feel good about our discussion then, because we we were contemplating folding, so that's good. So we're on the right path, I think, with Vic. Uh, The two limpers fold, so we're three-handed to the flop. With 88 in the pot, we see a flop of ace of hearts, ten of spades, nine of clubs, and uh, 
so he says we have uh, not no pair and got shot to Broadway and looks like we are first act. Well, this is why not being in position sucks. You have to look at this and say, okay, well, I got a gutter here, but generally people who raise or call raises have an ace in their hand a lot of times. I'm not saying they do or they don't. Betting into the razor now is a donk bet that you probably shouldn't be making here because the person comes over the top, now you're just wasting money on a gutter that you're not going to follow up with a call on. So it looks like you probably should just check and then see how much of a bet this person makes and decide whether or not calling for a gutter is worth it. And I know if you're playing the player and he's scared by the ace, then you come out firing, but... um, you know, I just don't know these players well enough sitting in front of my computer in Florida when this is a game that happened ages ago in Mississippi or Missouri, as Scott likes to say. Um, Sorry, had Ozark on the brain. All right, so what do you think? And I before that, I don't want to go back too far, but we should have said something about Mike Carroll and the Ozark thing. He should have been in that sit and go, right? Isn't he from the Ozarks? <laughs> well, the the Kansas City uh, mobster got kicked out. Uh, so we didn't get to see much uh, poker being played. Uh, so. All right, all right. Yeah, so he um, might have been. Might have been. I, I'm going to check. Um. Yeah, I think here uh, I'm checking, hoping for a check around in that miracle card. Uh, I just can't imagine putting more money into this pot. Uh, I mean, it's 88. You know, any decent bet here is going to be 30, 40 bucks, right? So I, I can't see that um, justifying that. And you're right, betting out here is like I think the worst thing you can do. Somebody here's got to have an ace here, and at that point, even if you don't get raised, they're going to sit there and let you walk the dog with them, and and then we're still going to have to improve. So, uh, yeah, I'm just tapping the table, hoping and checks around, and then hoping to hit my card. So, not that I'm asking for a lot here, but <laughs> uh, all right. Our hero says, "Yeah, we're checking in here a hundred percent of the time." Yeah. Uh, uh, happily, the pre-flop raiser and the button also check. So, with eighty-eight in the pot, uh, he says we see a beautiful turn of the jack of hearts. So, our board now is the ace of hearts, ten of spades, nine of clubs, jack of hearts. And we do have the nuts, and the action's on us. It's interesting. A lot of people would want to check here um, and hope that oh, they'll do the Scott Long rule of everyone checks around, you have to bet uh, two times. So um, I, I, to me, I'd rather bet now. and Because let's face it, if, if they're scared to not even bet last street, now it's only gotten more juicy. Um, and plus I want to protect my hand a little bit too. Um, from the hearts and just to, you know, it's a decent pot. There's no reason to take a stab at it. It might look like you're taking a stab at it and they might be like, hey, I got aces up now. No, I mean, or, we could be very easily conf- uh, counterfeited with this board, right? So, with any, like, you know, any king, queen come here and then... Yeah, right. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So, we want so, to bet now. Right. And so, again, let's remember, we, we, this is a hand we shouldn't have been in the pot with to begin with. I know we keep saying that, but I, I'm happy to take down decent pots with hands that we should never have played so yeah, yeah. if we can win 88 bucks here if everybody folds that's that's fine for me um and if we get some callers then that's even better because you know we got the nuts and uh, there's not too much i'm worried about uh honestly the biggest thing i'm worried about is just being counterfeited and being counterfeited then we we haven't lost we just lose more money i don't or, mind uh what was the bet you said earlier that we would be facing something like 35 like 30 40? 40 bucks i mean yeah. half that's 44 so i mean that's probably what i'm betting is you know, 44 is kind of weird, but 40, 40, 40. Yep. Let's bet. Yep. Okay. Uh, our 
our hero says, with no interest on the flop from these guys, we decide to check and see who wants to take a shot at this pot. Uh, yes, we could bet to charge any uh, two pair or sets, but I doubt that anyone checked these hands on the flop. The pre-flop razor would have C-bet with it, and the button would have looked to the end, looked to end the hand. After I check, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, after I check, the pre-flop racer puts out a bet of 45 in the $88 pot. Button Straddler quickly responds by cutting out the $45 call and adding a $100 stack of red chips before sliding both stacks forward. We have both players covered. The preflop raiser has about $260 behind. The button has about $475 left. What's our move? Again, I, I'm, I'm on uh, Team Scott here, and I mean, I have to think that I would love to take down a pot right now in a hand that I really shouldn't have even been in. Um, and if I get a call, then fine. But uh, coming over the top now, people are going to probably know what you have, but that doesn't mean they're not going to call. You know, somebody could have a king, queen of hearts. Yeah, uh, I, I like our spot here. We've got somebody that bet this pot and then someone that raised the pot, and we're sitting with the nuts. Yep, yep. And obviously we don't have any redraws here, but um, this is a good spot to be in. We we have two people that have shown interest in a pot that we didn't think showed interest. Now, the first guy could have just been making a stab at it, but the second guy likes this pot, right? So... I want to get the first guy out. I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I want to get the person who's raising, I don't think, has a heart draw. I think the other guy could have a heart draw. Uh, somebody could have two pair. So I want to. I think I want to put all my money in now. I, I think I want to just shut it down and get one, at least one of them out, and the other one's probably going to call, and we'll see what we're up against. And, you know, we could be up against two pair who could river a boat, could be up against a flush. Uh, draw and you know whatever so could be king queen of hearts for all we know you know we could be screwed so they'd be free rolling on us but i i i don't want to just call here i know he might say i have no idea what these emails say so he could say uh, i want to call because i want this other guy to come along and get more money out of him you know he's so meticulous with his reads and bets so but i don't like that i don't want four cards going up against me i want two or none so i'm gonna put the hammer down and shove yeah, I think you can make an argument of calling here to keep the middle guy in if you want to. Um, um, and I think you could also make a, a stronger um, uh, argument for raising here. And now, I mean, there's much more money in this pot than there was before when I wanted to shut it down. And we have the nuts now. So this whole thing changed dramatically with this turn card and the turn action for me. So at this point... Uh, like I said, we've got two folks showing interest here. One may not be really interested. The other one certainly is. So I'm raising and, um, and seeing what I can get out of the button. If the other guy wants to come along too, that's fine. But I think you're right. I mean, if, uh, I mean, hopefully we're up against a seven, eight here. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but if not, uh, we're probably up against a hand or two hands that, that have draw possibilities here, you know, whether it's a set, uh, drawing to, you know, a boat or a, a weird flush draw. So, um, yeah, or two pair. Definitely going to make them uh, pay for this. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what the raise would be here. I mean, all in would we'd raise it to four seventy five to get everybody covered. Uh, or adding, four, I mean, add four seventy five to the the hundred dollar hundred forty five that we have to call. So, that might be too much. Um. Yeah, but I mean, people go in all in all the time. Once you get past a certain threshold, they yeah. just shove because they get, you know what I mean? If you're not going to make it 
400 and leave 75 behind for somebody you're just going to shove anyway so that extra 75 is just i don't think of that as I, i'm just going to shove all right uh here says this is a no-brainer we're going to three bet we pick up enough black and green ships to cover both players and slide them into the pot the original better goes into the tank after squirming for quite a bit he reluctantly calls action is on the button who snap calls with one thousand and three dollars in the main pot and another four thirty in the side pot, the river is the jack of spades. Ugh. So our final board is uh, ace of hearts, ten of spades, nine of clubs, jack of hearts, jack of spades. Our hero says, "Oh God, that can't be good." <laughs> Middle position player doesn't wait for either of us to table our hands for the side pot and flips over jack of diamonds, jack clubs for quads. Oh. Button shows king of hearts, queen of clubs, and we chop the side pot. Oh. Oof. Wow. Uh, see? That's uh, like the worst scenario. We were already chopping, and then we had a guy uh, drawing against us and got there. Wow. Got quads to get there to get the main pot. Ugh. That's brutal. So he ends up with 215, basically, in his stack when he had... Well, he has more net because he had 800, but... Wow. That's a brutal. Brutal. Wow. And talk about a river card that helped everybody considerably, right? I mean, uh, a turn card, I mean, turn card, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, because the Jacks could not have been happy with that ace flopping. Um, Neither of us, King Queen, were happy with that ace flopping, right? Yeah. And then the Jack came, and we're all excited. Wow. And so, I guess if you play the hand over again, the the guy with Jacks was the one who raised pre, right? Uh, He used to cut off. Uh, yes, yes. So that makes sense. And then the other guys with the king queen, just like us, playing a hand that probably shouldn't be playing in, but we're just he's a button, so he's straddling too. I mean, yeah, he was straddling, so he already had six invested. Called the raise, but yeah, but. yeah. So he only called twenty, but he was had position, so that made sense. And so no one really. So no one the had flop, ace. That's what's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the flop comes ace ten nine, and it checks around, and that makes total sense because everyone missed. And an yeah, over came to the jacks, right? The turn, the check comes. Uh, well, I'm interested in why the button wouldn't have bet there. You know, because, again, you had the position there. You had all this money in. It checks around. I mean, you got to think maybe, I guess maybe somebody's sitting with an ace waiting for you to bet. But if not, I mean, that, that's a that's a play that works a high percentage of the time. Well, no, the cutoff was the razor, though. Maybe he was thought he'd be trapped. Yeah, but know? he checked. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, but uh, but he very well could have had a hand like say Jack Jack there and was scared by the ace. So yeah, yeah. you know, I think representing the ace there, if you get if you get check raised there, then you know and you're done. You shut it down. You know, I you yeah. don't want to throw money away. Um, but again, that's why I said it's a high percentage play. I mean, sometimes you're going to get check raised and you're going to lay it down. That sucks, but. More often than not, uh, you're going to take that pot down right now, and you're going to take it down with King High. I mean, so, and if he would have bet there, I'm pretty certain we would have had to get out, and I'm also pretty certain the Jacks would have gotten out. The button could have won this hands. Um, Post flop. Up, yeah. Rather than chopping a side pot with us at the end, had he been a little bit more aggressive. Wow. Us too, right? If we came off firing, which we weren't going to, we all yeah, know we weren't going to. It makes sense for us to bet this, though. Yeah, but he's no. on the button. It makes a lot more sense for him to button yeah, yeah. with it next round. So, um, wow. Yeah. Oh man, it's not. It's not every. It's a special show. It's not every week that Vic loses a hand. 
<laughs> and yeah. loses spectacularly. <laughs> I know that was a, all the planets aligned too for that to happen. So unbelievable. But the good news is we'll have another Vic hand next week, and I'm sure he'll win. That's right. I'm so, Chris Casenza, <laughs> and I'm Scott Lark. We'll see you at the tables. Anti-Up is a production of AntiUpMagazine.com. Contact the show at podcast at AntiUpMagazine.com or call our hotline at 206-338-6344. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to advertising at AntiUpMagazine.com or call 727-331-4335. Some music used in this episode comes courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network. <laughs>